Hi there. I'd like to bring attention to Jasmine Warrior Princess. The page is all one word. I'd really like you to take a look at the page and help this little girl truly get the support she needs. She really is a warrior princess. Thank you. Sound cool with, I ran out. Silly distractions and excuses, I ran out. Rules of fools ain't shit to do with. Overachieve when it's over, I sleep. Till then we kill shit. I hustle till I'm living up in Uncle Phil's crib. Chill kid, sometimes my deals be too much to deal with. It's the life. Appreciate the time, man. How's the morning? Good, man. How are you? Real good. You got my ass out of bed early. I uh, had to hit the gym. I know you get up nice and early and get a workout, so I had to uh, respect the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure I was uh, getting it in. So. How's your workout? How are you feeling today? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Uh, ready, uh, ready to get the day started. Go hit the gym, work out a little bit, and then go take care of some business. As usual, man. And uh, yeah, it's an honor, dude. And for people that don't know, you're not just, you know, you've been around. It's not like you've uh, ever left, right? So, you know, three-time kickboxing yeah. champ and, and you've been around, bro. It's, uh, you've, been, you've been quite a long way, especially uh, you know, being alongside your father's fight camps and moving out here and just making the jump out here, the switch from soccer. So I got to commend you from taking yeah. that because it's a lot of people might think it's just super easy for you to and I'm sure you've had this conversation many times, just super easy for you to enter the sport, but it's, it's you that has to do the work at the end of the day. 100%, 100%. I mean, uh, nothing, uh, when people say it's like, oh, he has, it's in his DNA. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, um, what's the, the specific word to use? It's like genes, but no, man, I, I thought I was bad just like anyone else. You know, I had to learn every step of the way. You know, there was even a point that at the beginning of the whole thing, my dad didn't even want to be involved. He was like, bro, you got to get better a little bit first. You got to have a base before you, you can even understand what I'm about to teach, what I have to teach you. So if you don't have that base, it's basically knowledge that you're not going to understand what to do with to work, work hard, work good go after it to learn what it had to offer me you know and then it's it's a gratifying feeling man when you can have like conversations with my father like he comes up to me and then he asks me advice not like like because son really like both men into the sport like you respect every step of um, every step that I, I i i went through to get to the place that i am today and then he respects that as an equal you know he doesn't he doesn't try to sell me or like, you know, it's like a mutual conversation. He asks me what I think generally, and then I give him like an honest answer of what I think. That as far as fights, that as far as like fatherhood, because, you know, I just became a father myself and things like that, you know. So I, I, I really respect my dad and I, I enjoy my time being with him. It sounds like he's doing it the exact proper way, as obviously he would as the uh, known as one of the greatest of all time. I'm sure you've heard that as well, an endless amount of times, but I'm sure it doesn't get tiring with the accomplishments and what it's brought to the family and, and the legacy of, you know, future generations for your family, because you're obviously, you know, you'll pass that not, you know, even if your, your uh, kin doesn't go into the sport, just the knowledge of what martial arts brings you, the, the, you know, the combination of mind, body, and soul, you know, how it gives you that inner peace. I, you know, I don't think there's anything and it sounds cliche, but I don't think there's really anything that uh, can soothe the mind more than a solid workout, uh, especially doing martial arts. 100%. Yeah. 100%, man. I agree.
so you've you've been through and like people might think like maybe they patted him up on his way up through fighting um but you've faced adversity you've you've faced it looks like watching your fights it seems like every single one you fought was a heavy pressure fighter a really heavy pressure fighter and you fought back with pressure as well um you know creating angles like your dad said in between uh rounds you know just settle down you know relax make sure you know stay technical like you are you know stay the technician um but when you turn it up mm -hmm. it's really awesome to see you turn that up because you see that switch flip right away and your combinations fly and it's out of this world watching your muay thai watching your kickboxing uh you know it was it was cool to see your your elusive movement translate in boxing and your uh you know how how um you know you had balls in there honestly just right off the bat you had balls in a pro boxing match uh, and and especially too they broke records on that show a lot of eyes a lot of pressure you're down the corner you know so hats off to you man for that performance because you looked crispy in there i appreciate it man i appreciate it um yeah man uh coming from kickboxing you know i, I had to make those you know um like you were saying like um knowing how to turn up the pressure that's just because you know like coming from the Brazilian fighting school is like you go to Brazil it's like all of those guys in there they're pressure fighters bro it's like so you get like guys like I think there's only a few like it's a hand it's a handful of guys that you could say that that had that flow movement and I'll give you two names right now it was my dad and Lioro Machida was those two guys that I seen that had that fluidity into the movement like I get I got to spar Lioro a few times and see him inspire my dad and it's very a very calm sparring match it's not like oh we're trying to take they don't get me wrong they go hard but things being done with precision and with with calmness like you see them moving it, you it, it's I, I wish i could explain it into words but it's it's something very common and like they're in control of every single movement so those two guys for me it was like kind of like what i wanted to bring into my game had just you know being able to be calm under the storm you know like they could whatever type of pressure they bring is you got to stay calm and, and look for those counters you know so I, I just became more of that type of fighter so even starting going to many Robles' gym uh, when I started my my first part sessions it was tough because I wanted to sit on the ropes and learning how to how to usually do in kickboxing but in kickboxing I have more weapons like that and Muay Thai too I fought Muay Thai so I could use my elbows I could use my knees I could clinch and then being in a boxing gym, like, I just had to block those shots. And, you know, like, when it's, like, 10 punches coming at you at once, I mean, some of those leak through. So, you know, like, I had to learn how to adjust that and know how to move off the ropes. And I think I did that pretty good in the fight. There's, like, if you watch the fight, there's, like, two moments where the guy put pressure on me and I literally pivoted my way out of there and then it just counter right away. So just adjusting those things was pretty cool to me, man. Can't wait for the next one. Oh, 100%, dude. And there was a point, there was a single point where – he came at you and he, he had a lot of balls too coming at you too. He was really full of himself thinking he was going to take you out, take out the son of the spider. And there's a single point uh, later on in the second half of the fight where you eluded, move left into the left corner. You hit him with a left and he stopped and he, he knew what was going on. And, um, you know, you're, you're kind of, all of a sudden he really started respecting all your feints. But prior to that, he was really, really heavy pressured. And, and even when you were against the ropes too, uh, like you said, just your slight pivots. And going back to the fluidity with Leoto or Leoto Mashida and uh, your father as well, um, you know, it's few and far between. And the only one that I can really recognize that fluidity that's maybe even slightly close is uh, Cyril Gon's movement. Uh, you know, especially prior to his fight between uh, John Jones, 
um you know uh oh no sorry yeah. john jones um oh no yeah john jones that's how quick that went by yeah first round first two minutes yeah um, but prior to that you know light on his feet stays on the balls of the feet uh you know hands low really really fluid and i was ex- really crazy when i saw his debut I, I knew it. I was like, he's going to fight John. This is going to be the mega fight. And that comeback return, the heavyweight man, he just made it look easy. He made it, it was incredible. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for his next fights too. But uh, back to boxing, man, that, that Hollywood fight night, dude, that was money. That card was insane, man. You guys are putting on excellent shows. Man, man the shout out to 360 Promotions on Wasser and the UFC Fight Pass because they put in it on, man. Those fights were packed. They're action packed, man. They're really good. The Umar fight and then the, the main event, the Omar and the, the Nadan fight, that was a tough fight, man. That was like, yeah, that was great to see that. Shout out to both of them, too, man. They put it on. 100%, man. Even fuck, like Gloria, man, opened up the card with a war, too, man. Just nonstop. Those yeah. they put it on, man. Yeah, those <laughs> girls went at it, too. They did, man. Yeah. And uh, no, it's exciting, especially how he sets up the card, man. He gets all local fighters. He gets. He gets national talent. He gets international talent. Umar Khabibov, yeah. uh, you know, seeing you guys, like it's just, it's exciting, man. I'm coming in. I'm coming into LA in July, or no, in June, June 9th, I'll be there for Callum's fight. So I'll. Uh, oh, June, yeah, my brother's fighting June 9th too. So that's gonna be good. We're, we'll see each other there too. Hell yeah, man! I'm gonna be bringing the camera, but I'm also gonna be there for some. Yeah. Fun. I'm bringing my pops too, so I'm really excited. Let's do it. Nice, Hell bro. yeah! I'm trying to do LA right. It's my first time, and it's his first time, and. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm, I'm hyped, man. Nice, especially with this nice, card. Yeah, come on, hope, it's hope an honor. you guys enjoy. Big on. Oh, we will. 100. I guaranteed him. I already knew it. I'm like, you're gonna blow your socks off. You gotta come to this. There's no way you're missing this, though. Uh, Dennis Kovalov fucked up your leg for about a month. Yeah, you said after. Uh, you know, he had heavy leg kicks when you're doing. Um, I think it was a kickboxing match a long time ago, a few years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It was. I think it was like my third. If I'm not mistaken, third. Third, third, third kickboxing match, I think. Yeah, heavy leg kicks. I mean, yeah, I mean, Russian, you know, those, 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 you Russian Ukrainian guys, they're tough, man. They're tough to, it's hard, man. You can have all of the, the finesse and the skills and the movement, but they, the pressure is just constant. So, yeah, he did a good job with the leg kicks, but he didn't, go, I, I, I didn't think he did a good job with the upper half of his body going up because every time he was throwing leg kicks, I was countering with punches. So that's a thing. I have this theory. It's not really a theory, but it's just more of a game plan. So every time a, a guy's having pressure with kicks, instead of checking him, I just countered it with punches because then I brace, like I brace myself down into the floor. That's mm-hmm. kind of my way of checking. Like I don't put my shin bone out there, but I brace against the kick and then I load up on my punch. And then that's how I get most of the guys. It was noticeable hundred percent. And, but even like for people to know too, like those, those hurt that takes damage and like you've come like you know oh, yeah. through damage it builds up it starts building up 100 percent, man yeah. like training through injuries as well like it's not just a bucket of roses it's not just yeah you're anderson still the sun and you have easy fights it's no you know even getting ko'd you know even having to come back from that and stepping back into that you know like for people that aren't yeah man to tell it truly tell the story you like they need to know what you've gone through and it takes even more to get back in the ring, especially after that, because you know you don't want to. You don't want to obviously that happen again, um, and obviously you know it can set back Man. a little bit. But you faced it and came back. Yeah, 
you gotta, I mean, you gotta understand at some point, like you get to a certain level of the sport, man, that certain things like that you had in the beginning, you can't have it later on. So it's like, it was tough. Like I got into a, a position, like after I won my, my, both of my belts that I wanted in the same night, uh, after I, I got those two belts, it was hard to find opponents, man. So I had to take like whoever, whoever wanted to take, take on the challenge. We reached out to thousands of fighters, man, hundreds of fighters, and nobody wanted to take that fight. So it was, nobody wanted to fight, nobody wanted to fight. So I was just like in the gym working like crazy and then no opponent. So it was just like, man, where do we go from here? You know, so whoever like decided, like after from that point on, after I had those belts, man, it was just like every everyone was a tough challenge, you know? So it was kind of hard to kind of like have paced my way of who am I going to fight? I didn't, I didn't get to choose much. Whoever wanted to take on the challenge, uh, I, I wanted to fight. I was training. I had to fight, you know? And you always, you always like gave thanks to your opponent too and respect and all that right away. And, and even to the fans too, you know, like you'd, you'd ask you know, the promoter, like, give me the mic. And you would right right off the bat, you know, you even apologized. You, they're, they're watching you put on a performance, even apologize to them. Hey guys, I know it went a little late, but thank you for staying. I hope I put on a good enough show for you. I, you know, you didn't get the finish, but you won unanimous decision. Even then. You know, even at the level, man, like there's Instagram influencers that have more ego than you do, brother, 100%, just in that yeah. sense of, you know, um, wanting to put on a show for these people. And, and that's, again, the damage that can happen or, or the things that can happen on just for wanting to put on a show um, on top of wanting to perform, obviously, for a chance to get the title um, is something that, you know, people need to understand. I'm proud to announce a partnership with two companies, Kings Fightwear and Unity Underwear Co., both of these companies have top-of-the-line apparel, both in combat sports and comfort. I can't wait to show you guys more of this. And you can actually use the code DREAMER for the special edition of MMA Journal Canada, issue number seven, the DREAMER edition. Check the code and check the link in the bio. Thank you guys so much. And I want to thank the sponsors again. Night and then people coming from work to come support. Sometimes it was on a weekday, on a Thursday, or on a Friday. So it's kind of tough for me not to, you know, to acknowledge that and then just be respectful about it because, you know, fight it's fighting is more than just fighting you know it's it's obviously entertainment people is there like after a hard day at work you know and then they come to you know release some steam even if it's just to see two guys get to beat each other up it's just a part of what it is you know so yeah man i've always been respectful to that i come from that school of martial arts so you know how to how to be honorable at all times and how to respect uh your opponent your teammates as you know both equals, you know, because he he goes to this whatever I go through, he goes through as well, you know. Uh, so you know, just be honorable, be an honorable man, and, and and treat yourself like a warrior, you know. That's that's a proper way to do it, man. And yeah, a lot of people again, just with the ego thing, you know, a lot of people think that right off the bat, without getting to know you or knowing you, they're gonna think of have a predisposition of, of how you act, and and it's it's really cool yeah. to be able to show them. The, the true side of, of how these athletes are. Uh, do you fight, so usually fight around middleweight, like one in between 150 and 160 for boxing? Uh, so for boxing, yeah, my, my debut was at 160, but yeah, uh, maybe, um, I, I'm not sure, but we want to get to hopefully that 47, but it's not that 47, the, the 54 for sure. You see, you said 160. Do you know who fights at 159? Who fight? I'll tell you. This, this is what I, bro. I, okay, I'll tell you something, man. I didn't sleep, bro. I didn't sleep 
I, I tell you, I, I could not sleep. I was so excited. And I was thinking about this. Nico Ali Walsh fights at 159, my good sir. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a middleweight, yeah. Legendary would that be, man? You guys are young. He's 22, 23 right now. This is, I oh, think, I didn't know he was that young. massive, man. Yeah, man. He's, he's a shout out. He's doing his thing, man. He's a great, he's a great fighter, man. Uh, just to, you know, man, it's just like, it's crazy because getting to see everything his, uh, his grandfather been through in the sport and then he's just killing it right now, killing the game. So shout out to him, man. That's definitely a, a, a great fight to look at it in the future for sure, man. 100% and being slept on too. People don't even know he's boxing, man. It's insane oh, yeah. how, how slept on combat sports is, bro. It's nuts. And he got a highlight reel, bro, back to back to back, you know. So people got to respect it, man, for sure. Literally, literally, man. Yeah, shout out to Ali, literally. Um, it's insane yeah. what they're doing. And uh, yeah, that gym too, you know, they got um, a lot of killers out there in the UK too. They got just in all combat sports in general, it's just growing so much more as well. So, but I know he's, yeah, man. Too, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's insane. So um, you were at all your father's training camps growing up when you moved to the U.S., right? Most of them? Um, most of them, most of them. Um. Uh, when I was still in Brazil, I've been to only a few of them because uh, it was very hard. My dad, because we lived in Curitiba, and my dad would have camps in Rio, camps in Sao Paulo, and most, some of them in the U.S. So it was hard, hard to keep it up because I had school back then. But once I moved to the U.S., every camp that was done in, 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 in the U.S., I was a part of. Yeah. Man. So against Izzy, against Israel at the time, I was, I was in that camp. Um, Derek Brunson. Jared Ananir, I was there. Um, Daniel Cormier, I was there, even though we only had like 24 hours. <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours, pretty much in training. <laughs> I was there. Uh, and among a, a few of them. That's, that's beautiful. It's, and that just, you know, adds to fuel, I guess, you know, whenever you're tired in the gym, be like, man, I grew up around this. I'm, I, you know, I got, I got something to build on here. You know, I can't let, you know, it's not more, it's obviously about proving yourself right, but more so too about proving the people that believe in you right as well, right? Just to give them that, yeah. you know, like, yes, yes, you can do it, even though it is impossible. Because like you said too, it is just you having to do the work at the end of the day, man, so. Yeah. What was one of the most memorable moments? Like I'm sure there's a, a hundreds, but what was one of the most memorable for you coming up? Uh one of the most memorable moments um is that like what like fighting with my dad being with my father let's um, see let's let's do let's do one growing up watching your dad and then one for you professionally so one of your kickboxing titles or or your debut mm, mm -hmm. for sure good 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 so with my dad it was probably seeing the most memorable moment that i was is just to see my dad's perseverance after he had the leg injury you know it's like Mm. that I just never gonna forget that that episode of my life when just like just seeing my dad recovering six months like doing every single little little thing like the most little thing that you can possibly think of when his leg was injured like taking himself to get a cup of water in the sink without asking for nobody's help like going through the fridge without asking for nobody's help 
Uh, whenever he was on crutches and he left the wheelchair, like going up the stairs and we used to live in this house that had a big, it was like kind of built like a little palace. They had like a, this middle staircase and it was huge. And then I, 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 like, we would be asleep, but my room was right next to the staircase. So I could hear him stepping in the crutches and then just see him battling, going through that. Like I, I could only imagine what was going on through his head, but I'm pretty sure he took it as like a, a challenge himself and then he went through it in six months he was already walking playing soccer with us again so from an injury that they say that he could he will never potentially fight again so you know just to see my dad overcoming that it's like it's kind of like that Vini Pazienza moment like when he had the neck injury and then he just you know came back and became a world champion it's like man stuff like that you, can, you couldn't write it in the best movie bro that's dude only hollywood dreams of those kinds of stories right that's that's i i say that yeah man. i wish they could come up with that because only that kind of shit like a lot of people like to copy movies but they should really just Thanks. focus on this shit man because those moments come from real life it's it's incredible to see that adversity and man my dad popped his knee and i was i was in the hospital i was or uh, watching him as a young guy and that that hit so hard just watching your your you know your hero your dad in pain having to you know go through that having to yeah. do rehab all the small exercises that he has to do, um, you know it looks so tedious and like a pain in the ass and it's just you, you got to respect that so much so that's you know especially for that to be recognized as opposed to just one of his fights or one of his accomplishments in there that's even more so an accomplishment is the adversity and that's that's what athletes especially combat sports athletes translate easily i've, I've spoken this with everyone it, tra it doesn't matter if you speak english or chinese or whatever if you see someone face adversity it's easy to see you don't need to speak the same language and fighting you see someone yeah, get down or break a it's leg like a universal that, thing yeah 100 percent bro yeah 100%. um and yeah. then for yourself so your career how about yourself for so for me it was um it was for sure coming off of a loss and winning my third work uh, my, my third title in kickboxing so you know it's like that was like a, a a very hard moment because i was so focused on that um on winning on winning on winning that and that, that's all like that's all i was chasing like in the gym, like talking to my dad, talking to uh, other fighter friends that I have, I even uh, um, talking to, I, I was talking to my, um, some of my teammates as well about it on how to like overcome it. Cause it was literally after, you know, I was on such a good streak that I, it was just like the shadow just came over and it was just like, man, like, I was just stuck. Like I didn't know what to do. Bad days in the gym. And it's just like, usually when I go into the gym and I have a bad day, it's just like, I don't let it phase me, you know, it's just like, oh, I'll be better the next day, you know, and if, if not, we're just going one step at a time, but it was when it was a bad day in the gym, bro, it was really bad, I would get back home, like, sad and everything, and then just being able to overcome that, and then just winning my, my, my third title, it just gave me the reassurance that it's like, oh, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready for the pros now, let's go, let's go for boxing, and then that, that was the moment for me, man, that's the moment that it clicked, that it's like, oh, no, it's just it, everybody's gonna go through it and then even talking to my dad about it because my dad been obviously been through the same thing you know so it's just like the the only advice that he took that that he gave me was pretty plain and simple it's just like when you're going up there you're going up there by yourself so you know it's just like whatever you go through right now make sure that you deal with it your, yourself you know because a lot of people's gonna say things that you did right or wrong but only you will know because you you're the one that was up there so you know it's just like if you look at it at that fight, I was highly trained. I, I moved up like up into 
the second that when that spinning back fist happened, I was just like, I was moving super sharp. It was just like I threw a step back off a right hand and just kept my left hand low, and it cost me the fight. So once you, and then the good thing, I'm glad, I'm so glad that that happened because once you make those type of mistakes, you will never make it again. So it's just like every time that every time that I'm in a gym, like if I throw a, a punch that I, I miss, like the guy makes me miss, and then he throws a counter right away, I can see that counter coming just because my mind has been trained like that now. It's just been programmed and wired to think like that. So, you know, make no mistakes, man, you know, and you learn from it. It's good to learn from it because I feel like it's better. It's better that it was exposed at that stage than on a bigger, on a bigger stage, you know, so that I, I was happy. I, I'm happy the way it happened, bro. Dude, and the people that I've spoken with, um, you know, I, I'm trying to only contact the top of the line, top combat athletes, and everyone that I've spoken with that has gone through that says the exact same thing. It's, I'm glad that that person, you know, Isaac Doolittle, he was, he was cut up on his interview post-fight in bare knuckle. And he was right away, he looked into the camera, first thing, man, he's like, I want to thank that man for teaching me a lesson. You know, I'm not going to make those mistakes yeah. again. That was fun. I got messed up and I won't get messed up again through this. And um, I was chatting yeah. with Gloria Mangia, and we said, you know, when you're getting those, when you're learning those and you're learning those, and then, you know, each of those are kind of your lessons. And then once you've got the title, you've passed the class or once you, you know, you don't make those mistakes anymore, you pass the class and it kind of, you know, and then once you defend those, those are your semesters, et cetera. You can kind of look at it like that. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I, I know um, we kind of got to it a little late, so I don't want to, keep too much of your time too bro i know you gotta get back to the gym as well um yeah we're good brother we're good oh beautiful i'm, I'm having fun enjoying this oh beautiful bro i appreciate that man yeah i never i, I know you guys the yeah, time no is shit, so i i never want to you know impose too much so i appreciate that man thank you so you're tall for your of weight course, bro. of course man appreciate you're, you too oh, of course you're you're six two yeah yeah six two man six two uh um, at the gym right now, I'm learning because I come from the Brazilian, you know, from the Brazilian school, like Brazilians kind of mixed with Cubans and a little bit of the Mexico style of boxing, you know, so they fight very similar. Um, so being tall the way I am, it's like I have this conversation with my father too all the time. It's hard for us, man, tall guys to get lower on our knees, but we have to, you know, especially when the guys, like we were talking earlier, when guys put pressure, that type of pressure like that, you can't can't stay too tall because you want to be able to brace those shots, block them properly. So if you stand too tall, it's just like you just get wobbly, you know, even though you're blocking those shots, like you're just, it, it's just harder to counter because then your body's all, all, all out of the place, you know. So it, it's, it's good to make those adjustments, man. So I like to, I like to learn the way that they teach because it teaches, it, it puts you out of your comfort zone, you know. It's like you're, you're at, it's very uncomfortable for us to do the things that they do, but it's very important. Especially when the fight gets to that mid close range, you you want to you want to be able to do those things, you know. When you got that solid uppercut too, you must have worked on. I know that those are actually really hard to throw um, for people that aren't. Yeah. Aware, you know, it, it looks so easy to, but it you know you can mess your shoulder up if you throw it wrong. You can you know you can really expose yourself if you you know take the time wrong and if you don't faint or set it up. If you open it too much, exactly. Yeah, but it just pays off so well to cut through that middle guard, man, and break that guard. Eh? It's yeah. Like, it's one of my favorite. Yeah, one, one of the shots we were going for, um, obviously, you know, fighting home for that right hand. So I remember there was a time in the fight when the dude, 
the dude was very tough, by the way. Like, he could, I don't know if it was, like, the adjustment to the weight, me at 160, maybe I wasn't, because he, he looked a lot bigger than me, so that's a probably, that's probably what went in his advantage, but I remember he was measuring me, like, he stuck his left hand out, and then, because he, he was switching stances a lot, and that threw me off a lot, too, like, because I usually used to the guys in the kickboxing, but in the boxing gym, like, I was just fighting guys in the, at a normal stance, there wasn't really switching. And then when I, when usually when guys switch stances on me, that means like, oh, I kick is coming. So it's like when you switch your stances and throwing hands, it, it just kind of threw me off a little bit. But I remember there was a moment he, was, he took his left hand out to measure some space. And then I swiped it with my left hand and I threw a right hand right down. And I was like, oh, this was the shot. I just got to find the shot again. And, but he didn't do it again. Cause he was like, oh, he made a mistake. He, he, he didn't do it again. But I was like, if I get this one again, I'm, I'm, probably, I'm pretty sure I'm dropping it. And then there was a time that he was pretty good on the hooks. He was throwing a lot of those hooks. Um, I stepped back from the hook to an uppercut that I missed and a left hook that I also missed, that I did not miss those shots in the gym. But, you know, the timing of the fight is always, you know, the adrenaline, is, it's very hard to kind of time it properly, but we'll, we'll narrow down on the next one for sure. Oh, dude. And it's, it's insane, too, for people that aren't aware how much it takes out of you if you do miss a punch. And, like, oh, yeah, using- it's, it's, it's tiring. It is it's tiring, man. Missing punch is tiring, man. It gets Choosing tired. when to commit, man. Like, you know, you, you faint, you faint, you faint, you faint, and you jab, yeah. and you jab, and then all of a sudden, and you, and you go, and if you miss that first one, it's almost, it almost takes it out of you, not only your energy, but also, like, out of your soul. You're like, shit, shit, okay, okay, readjust, yeah. readjust. So it's, uh, you know, I was even just moving around a little bit with uh, the Glory Champ, uh, Petch. And we were just kind of oh, yeah. a little bit, man. And, and I know what you mean. And I, yeah, I've always wondered this too. And I've never even stepped in the ring or I've never even, um, you know, sparred with anyone. So my first time being able to do it with a champ was just oh, yeah. incredible. And doing those movements and just seeing the micro adjustments, man. So I, and I kind of planned out what I was going to do. I was going to hit him with like a triple jab, kind of do a roll up and, and he already knew what was going on. He hit me three, yeah. already, hit me one, hit, like down exactly where I was going. And he saw that I was already going for a spinning back elbow. He threw it first and just all these little tiny little things. It was so amazing to, to see. It's crazy. Once guys, yeah, man, once guys are at that level, man, Patch, um, I used to teach at, a, at, at this gym um, and we had a, uh, Super Bond seminar, uh, and then I watched the video later because I, I I was in Brazil at the time, but I watched him sparring with the guys at the gym, and then I, you know my there's tough guys that that used to be in that gym that I I, I train at. Crystal Giagos was there, you know some of those guys like UFC, like some some guys from back in the day, you know so. Yeah, seeing Super Bomb like just moving with those guys and those guys trying to hit him, and then he's just like the the, the timing that they have to make adjustments to to evade shots and. Like Thai fighters specifically, man, they're so elusive. It's 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 tricky, man. It's tricky. So every time I spar with those Thai guys, man, I always make sure that I'm I'm at you know I'm at the best, keeping my distance, because I know I know it could they could flip up any time, man. You know when they throw those hand kicks and then they just, they just move their whole upper the whole upper body back and then just counter with the kick. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So you know those re- the the reflexes are no joke. If you ever come up in Vancouver, man, I got you. Come train at, uh, come come train with Petch, bro, because they opened a gym here, Muay Thai Academy. I would love to, man. I would love to. He's Get in, back to the roots, man. Yeah, man. I always pay respect to the sport. Oh, bro, he's he's in fight camp right now. It's warm mode over there. I'm gonna go over there soon. I got there's a couple Muay Thai guy, a couple Muay Thai guys there right now. Um, the light heavyweight uh, WBC champ Dylan Meager. 
Um, there's also a couple other more oh, nice. there too. Yeah, yeah. Some some pro Jake, Jake Lee, uh, Peacock, the guy, the yeah. Muay Thai fighter. Yeah, he's there as well. So all three of them were there yesterday. And then of course the head coach Adrian Sheed, who's been at Tiger Muay Thai and AKA he ran the Muay Thai pro programs there. So he opened the gym with Petch and they're trying to train some killers out of there, man. So it's exciting. Yeah, man. Sounds pretty heavy packed, man. You know, when you get you know, when you get a team like that, when it's like you know, just guys that are on the top of the game constantly pushing you, bro. There's no way you just don't get good, you know. It's just like it pushes you to evolve, you know. It's just like it puts you in a comfort zone, you know. You go to the gym not knowing what's the next move. It's like, oh, who, I got to fight a day. It's like, what's going on, you know. So it's it's a good feeling, man. It's a good feeling. It definitely takes you to that next level for sure, bro. It is, man. Are you aware of uh, French Montana? Do you ever listen to him at all, Coke Boys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so DJ Drama yeah, right. for the mixtapes. Uh, Harry, Harry Fraud's a DJ as well. And that this kind of, this just instantly came, but it reminds me, it was like DJ Drama was saying that, you know, it's, that's a deadly combination. You know, it's, that's, whoo, it's, that's, that's a deadly combination, bro. Like, it yeah. doesn't more, you know, you, you combine those killers with that knowledge, it's game over. Game over. So. Yeah, man. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, he'll be on later tonight too. So it's it's we're, we're talking to a bunch of motherfuckers here, man. I'm I'm really excited, and again, I really appreciate having you, man, because this is yeah, man. I told you I got you, bro. I just had to get you know get together, find a little time, but I told you I got you, bro. Anytime, it's all love. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So you um, did you say you you got a, a a date for your next fight, or was it your brother? You're saying that's that's June. So my brother's going to be in that June 9th car with Callum and those guys. Um, we're still looking for opponents as far as like that. But as as far as we know, we're we're most likely like 90, 97% on that card as well. Uh, I want to fight with my brother, but I, I just got other plans going on. Uh, so we might be at a, um, at a day later on in the month. So uh, it's good. You know, I still get to train, train with my brother. You know, I always like to push him in the camp because, you know, um, Khalil is like a little newer than what I am into the sport because he used to, he was like very serious into soccer. He didn't take it as serious as I was. So him coming from the sport, he's still, there's a lot that he still needs to learn. So, and me being, you know, that's just big, big brother talk, you know, I, I just want to make sure that he's, he's doing his thing, you know, that everything is being done right, you know, that he's in his best shape possible because, you know, for, I had way more experience being on my dad's camp more than my brother. So, you know, it's like, I feel like right now my brother, my dad's traveling. So if my dad's not here to help us, I feel like that's my responsibility. It's my duty to help my little brother out, you know. So I just got to make sure he's doing things right and and to get that victory, you know. Well, and like you said, too, it, it, so you can talk to him as well, like an athlete to ask, too, just like your dad did with you. Yeah. You know? So, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's all about that respect. Because when you, when you dumb it down or if you go light, it's you're just disrespecting the sport. You're wasting time, yeah. you know, if there's, and you know, again, you want to be not wasting a single ounce of time in this sport. This is, this is serious shit, especially chasing the title. There's, you know, you got guys yeah. like David Goggins, not that he's chasing the title, but you got guys like that. Oh yeah. They're out there screaming, you know, shout out to Freezy, freezing with bones, man. Like that guy too, his story, man, just inspirational as hell, dude, nothing. And yeah. So. It's like this man, when you, it's like, my dad tells me that all of the time. It's like, don't ever overlook no opponent because, you know, you never know what the guy was resolved, what he went through, what he's going through, what he's fighting for, you know. Is, you know, so you always got to 
be ready to match that resolve. So when you're going up there, you got to make sure you prepare, man. It's just like you can't have no doubt in yourself. Uh, you got to trust the best of your abilities. Trust your team. That's very important, too. It's just like, you know, I met so many guys that could have um, been at the next level of fighting, but they were so stuck in being like, oh, man, he doesn't really know what he's saying. Oh, you're telling me this advice, but that's not how I fight. Because one thing is you going up there, but our coaches are seeing stuff down there, like being in the corner that we don't see. So it's all a mutual thing, man. It's like it's like racing, right? When you're racing, when you're going on the F1 race, it's not just the guy controlling the car. There's a whole team in the back to giving him information. When he needs to uh, overdo his laps, come refuel the car, got to do maintenance. It's the same thing, bro. It's just, so it's, it's, it's pretty much a team sport. I mean, you do get to fight by yourself, but it's a team-based sport, man. You got to trust your team for sure. That's how I see it, you know. I haven't heard that comparison. That's that's solid. That's crispy clean for people that don't know fighting too well as well. And that's what I'm yeah. trying to put in up here as well is for people that aren't even aware of, of combat sports, honestly, because it's so so slept on up here. And, and doubting, that's heavy, doubting their resolve, like having to match that, you know, because you never know what some of these guys have gone through, you know? So yeah. Never, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And that, that fuel is, you can feel unbreakable with some of that stuff, especially if you've gone through the ringer. It's yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a dangerous thing. And it's a dangerous feeling. Cause once you get to, you, you get that level of resolve, man, it, it's like, it's nothing can stop you, you know? So it's just like, you, you gotta, it's like, I hear a lot of Mike Tyson, man, and then you hear Mike, you know, when he talks about it on the podcast about how, like, you know, how how dangerous it could get when once you're, like, you become that type of man, you know, so you got to be able to have balance and control at all times, so that's why I just, I have no words, man, like, it's just, like, I'm so fortunate to have a guy like my dad, man, and, and right under, like, you know, in the same team as me, and then just giving me advice, because if it wasn't for guys like him, man, I just probably would have lost. It just would have been another knucklehead just trying to, you know, brawl my soul and my way into the ring, you know, and then just having a guy just to compose me and keeping, keeping me in my toes and then just being an honorable dude is just like, that's a gratifying feeling that it, you can't put a price on that, you know? Yeah, especially with, you know, it, it Mike Tyson even as well. He got to a point, too, where he was sick of himself, didn't like the fame, you know, none of that stuff. Yeah, man. So if you're not doing it properly, exactly. and he even said, too, you know, you have to be balanced. You have to give thanks. You have to, you know, how, how he, he uh, conducted himself as well. He wasn't proud of that. And, you know, who yeah. with that pressure that you have on you at such a young age, with the title that you have at that age, too, right? So... Yeah, man, that's not a heavy, it's a heavy burden to have at a, such a young age. It's like, it's like the world is in your hands. And at that point, so it's just like, it's like, what do you do? It's just like, you barely, you was a kid, you know, it's just like crazy. Yeah, it is, man. Uh, yo, I'm going to send you a thing here. I only got the 40 minute time limit for the recording. So if you want to, if you're down to keep going, I'll send you another one. But if not, we can cut it off, bro. It's, uh, it's totally up to you, bro. For sure, man. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll send you another link yeah, here. Yeah. We'll keep her going. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. That's Go ahead, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling right now, man. We're good. We're good. All right, I'll send beauty. See you guys. Never left. <laughs> like you said, man. After that win, bro, we never left. Never left. Exactly. So, this is one of the most exciting stories in combat sports right now, too. That I slept on. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The, the, and, and slept on by the people in case. Okay, so I've, I've had this conversation too, where 
true combat sports fans are yourself, athletes, coaches, people involved in the gyms, people that do the media. Besides that, it seems the main popu- population of the fans are um, just there for an Instagram picture to be there for the event to take an Instagram photo or something along those lines, you know, um, even MMA journalists meet the media, man. So if you're aware of Muay Thai and, and that stuff, you must be aware of one championship. Oh, of course. So John Haggerty just won the belt from Nongo the other night. I just, I was, I was going to talk about that. Shout out oh. to John Haggerty, man. That's that. For people that don't know too, yeah. he watched Nongo reign over Lumpini his whole life. You know, that was one of his yeah. idols. And then to grow up and face him, it's kind of like Adesanya growing up and facing your father. My dad, yeah. And and then it was different in how John John finished Nongo in that sense, folded him, and all respect to Nongo, like incredible warrior over 250 fights, gonna come back and get a fight again, without a doubt. And um but you know what I saw more of on all these other MMA pages that you, I'm sure we all follow. I didn't see a single yeah. person covering John Haggerty. Do you know what I saw, brother? Do you know what I saw? Barely. I saw Nate Diaz choking out that fake Logan Paul character. That's all I saw on my page. Not a single yeah, heap of John Haggerty, brother. You know, it sucks. It sucks, man, because, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of guys, man, that deserve more coverage, man. It's like especially when they achieve such feats, you know, like he, he got a he got got a belt or they got his belt back. And then things like that, that deserves that deserves some type of of of, of media that deserves some types of, of attention towards it, because it's, it's a great feat, man. You know, like guys, these, these guys work hard, man, especially like especially specifically those Thai guys, man, like, you know, like we say, like those. It's a, they got like over 200, 300 fights, man. They fight literally their whole lives. And it's just like, it gets to a point when you have that many fights, like these guys are probably like fighting like twice, three times a week over there, man. So it's like, it's like <laughs> they deserve some type of respect, man. They deserve it. They just, you just can't, you just can't ignore it. You just can't not acknowledge it, man. Those guys deserve their, their, their respect, their flowers, man. So it's just like, that was, that was one of the reasons why after my fight and it was because it was my dad's birthday of course too that i decided i was like i'm gonna be the first one it's just like doesn't matter if you guys hall of fame or whatever it's just like i gotta give him his flowers while i feel here so it's just like everything worked out perfectly on my pro debut his birthday is just like here take your flowers man because you deserve that you deserve that you put it on for the sport there's been so many guys that 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 you you helped get into the sport you know that there's a lot of stuff that my dad done behind the scenes man that if i were to tell you you'd just be like oh my god i had no idea but my dad been putting on he put a lot of a guy uh he gave a lot of the platform that he had to he didn't care about it he just used his platform to help a lot of his friends a lot of fighters too and he deserved it man there's just like i i it didn't feel right not to do it, you know? So it's just like when, when there's like, oh, do you want to give a gift to your dad? I was just like, I immediately, like the first gift I thought I was just, because I could have gave my dad like something materialistic or like, like a watch, like, a, you know, whatever. But those flowers is just like, you just can't put a price on them. But it's just like, and I'm glad I was the first one too. I was like, here, take your flowers, man, because you deserved it. You're like, you're like, you're like such a monument to the sport that I just, I'm just saying, 
And then that, this, it's not just me as the son talking, that's just me as the athlete, that the guy that's under the platform that he put on for all of us, you know? So we're, I was just speaking for all of the young fellow fighters and the other fighters too that want, wanted to do that and embrace me in that moment as well, you know? That's really special, especially that you got, yeah, all those yeah. days lined up. Even Tom said uh, himself how it's just so special that all those days lined up, and he didn't even mean it for that to happen, right? So it's yeah. universe, man, like it, in, in that weird, touchy way that people get, it's honestly that it is 100% that. And if you're, if you're not, if you're not bullshitting yourself, if you're true with, with your team and yourself, you're not lying about, you know, you know, you can, whatever you ate a fudge or whatever, whatever, but the, the, the real shit, like the real, real shits. And if you're, if you have stuff that's bothering you and you're continuing in your life without addressing it, uh, I think that kind of, you know, plays into the stuff that the universe will give back to you. So if you're going about your business correctly, you're putting your all into your training, you're leaving it all in there and not bullshitting, uh, you know, and not trying to step over anyone to get ahead, even with the status that your name holds. That's the kind of stuff that the universe gives back. Honestly, man, it's really cool to see that because it's undeniable when that kind of stuff happens, man. Yeah, man, like you said, like you said, it, 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 I believe a lot on that, bro, and the laws of the universe and the, the karmic cycle and, and stuff like that. So it's just like, I never, you know, I always try to help people. You just know, I hold no grudge if you did anything bad to me. It's just like, I'll move on from it. I, I just, I used to, you know, when I was a lot younger, man, it's just like, you know, uh, it was, you know, I spent most of my time away from my father, you know, because he was traveling the world and, you know, conquering you know his his name into the cementing his name into the sport so that I, I grew up I ain't gonna lie man I ain't gonna lie to you I, I grew up with some sort of you know like I had some rage going on it was like I wanted to be close to my father but obviously I couldn't because I had certain responsibilities at home so it's just like I used to be a very explosive child man anything I was just like blow up blow everything out of proportion so it wasn't until I got into martial arts man that it just helped me to calm down and embrace what as as taking things as what they truly are you know it's just like so that just taught me how to be a better man a better father you know a better son a better student you know and a better brother as well you know so you know it, you you can bro if if you're doing things just you know for the wrong reason it's just not gonna happen that's not how the universe works man you just gotta you just gotta see what your art look at yourself and acknowledge what you see you know whether is that something bad or good you just gotta know how to embrace it and know how to control it and take that the next step as one step at a time you know it's just like because i see a lot of people like i was telling you earlier man a lot of people that had the same opportunity that i have but they just couldn't hold it because you know they're just too focused on the next thing and focus on the next man um i've seen guys in the gym you know some some guys in a gym usually a different place in fighting where they make a lot of money and the next guy is not on there so they start arguing with the coach why things are not happening to me the way it's supposed to it's happening for him while mm -hmm. it's not happening for you because one he's been he's been he's been doing it for a long time and one he's been putting in more works but everybody's time will come and, and and i just want people to understand that if you're doing it with love if you're doing it with passion there's no way just the universe won't let it slide man you will get your turn man you you have to understand that so you know and and then it's, it's, it gets to that situation brother when it's like when it gets to you you got to know how to how to 
how to live the moment, how to embrace the moment. Because if you just like too stuck, too stuck on, on, on other things, the moment will buy, go by fast. And I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of people lose their moment just because they're they're too focused on different things, man. You know. So, okay. First, first of all, so the explosive reaction, how to control that, is one of the major things that martial arts brings to people, and that's one of the ma- the major things that that heals a lot of relationships. Like you said, even you know, at the end there, you said better brother too right you know like even that is important not blowing up on your brother not not you know even just it's so what's what what's one of the most popular things you see is people honking in traffic or or today i saw this guy and and etc etc and and just and just focusing on complaining or, or focusing on a negative thing a key point and letting that rule their day and the next day and sometimes the week Ah, uh, last week this guy cut me off. You should have saw it. I told him off, right? You know, like so getting into Yeah, man, that, you hear those stories all the time. Bro, and so this and it's like that last generation and a couple of the past that it's kind of like been ingrained into them. And and it's like I see younger guys like yourself and, and other guys as well. And I try to do it myself where you know you you recognize those those habits and you try and break them and you're like, I don't need you don't need to be like that. And so, like you said too, you know, um growing up. I, I relate to just the explosive side of that as well. You know, um, small things just setting you off. Just you know, could be the stupidest thing, and it takes it takes a lot of reserve to uh, be able to step outside yourself and look at it. And and one of the best things that uh, personally I've tried to practice is like just like zoom out from my location and look at the earth, like in like my ha- in my mind, just like just show how small I am, and then like zoom out as far as I can possibly think. Cause you know, we're, we're literally That's just a great way of doing it, bro. You know? Yeah. Cause you got to think about it too. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, just quickly on like the, the traffic, you know, if you're honking in traffic and you, you can stop and be like, I'm on a floating rock. Like I'm on a floating rock. Like, yeah. You got to think about it too, man. It's just like, that's like a never ending cycle, man. So it's just like, it takes it takes a person that steps outside of the box to think that if the, the power that they have, you know, to end that cycle of hate, that that cycle of rage, you know. So you're just like like I, I was saying, imagine if you just like if I never change my ways, you know, and then I, I'm that person full of rage and you know, like I'm raging about little things, and then my son is looking at me every day, and then that's gonna be embedded onto him, and then my grand my grandson and then you know my great grandson and then that becomes a never ending cycle you know a never ending cycle so it's just like you have to be it, it takes a real person to to think about like the power that they have you know it's just like if you cut that and it, it ends it ends in my generation it, it, this is gonna stop here from better from from now on we're gonna do things that are, we're gonna be better we're gonna be we're gonna learn how to be a better man and then how how to cut that off and then just move on from there you know and then that's that's what happens you know it's just like things like even with my dad stuff that he did wrong that he's just like my dad just like every I grew up very strict man it's like when he not saying strict as far as freedom but like very strict as far as discipline you know my dad was you know if my dad would send me to the store it's like oh I need this type of tool I will have to go to the store and it's just like if I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come home until I find the tool, bro. It's just like, cause I know that he, in his head, what he's trying to do, he's sending me, he's sending me on the test that could, it could have been anything. 
he's testing me. I know that that's a, I know that there's a test as a lesson. So I in my I would feel horrible coming back empty-handed. So it's just like even though I didn't have what he needed specifically, like I would bring something else. It's just like here or when I find it, I I bring multiple. It's just like oh you 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 ask me to bring this too. Here's five of them in case you lose it. We'll We'll, we'll, we'll have other ones. So i always been trained. My, my mind's always been programmed like that, you know? So it's just like that, things like that, I want to pass on to my generation, to my son, because it teaches discipline. It, te- it teaches how to solve problems. And, you know, in the world we live in, bro, full of problems, there's no, it's a great skill to have, you know? <clears throat> Especially with who is being looked up to nowadays. You look at who has the millions of followers nowadays and you just shake your head. And, and that's just, you know, uh, going back to, if, if that, you know that generation has stopped and changed that kind of changes down the line so this is exactly where, where that change happened yeah. um and then going back to being being humble having humility being able to handle the moment when it comes to you and how it it, it uh you know ruins some guys you know you you'll see that and how they'll get jealous in the gym if they're if they're you know they should be proud that their team is advancing uh you know the the term yeah, is enough for everyone to eat isn't spoken loudly enough you know there is definitely more than enough for everyone to eat uh when when you're doing it properly with the love uh and and just i wanted to bring this up you'll find this funny speaking about that that humility in the moment and just speaking obviously it's it's major for me to be speaking with you um but you know just to chop it up is you know i it's no big deal but just i was chatting with my dad prior and um like 10 minutes before and uh, I was just t- talking and was like, yeah, no, just going to be chatting with Gabriel here right away. And um, he was talking and I said, they, I was copying a Dave Chappelle skit. And I was like, no, not right now, dad. I'm rich. Not right now. I'm, 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 I'm famous. I'm rich. Not right now. <laughs> and just like in a total joking matter and how some folks would truly, you know, oh, I'm having my moment. This is it. No. And this, and that's not how anyone should look at it when they have their moment. It's, use that time to share and spread whatever kind of knowledge they have. And also for yourself too, with the status that, like I said, comes with the name to be able to be an example, not fall into the trap of living an easy life. Um, you know, wanting to be an example, wanting to face adversity um, is something that, you know, all these, all, all everyone should really strive to be because we'll, we'll, and I hate cliche shit, but it will make the world better. It really will. Yeah, I agree, man, one hundred percent. It's it's we've come a long way, man, and uh, I think with helping grow martial arts all over the world, I think well, you know, that will really just help bring um, you know a lot more calmness to to everyone, both male and female, everywhere, man, hundred percent. Yeah, man, martial arts is, is something very um very complex, man. It teaches a lot of things. It teaches there's a lot of lessons to be learned. A lot of you you learn a lot about yourself, you know, as far as just like the threshold of how much can you endure. And then it's just like, if you, if you use that, if, let's just say I wasn't Gabe, I wasn't the fighter, you know, and I'm into martial arts. If I'm able to I work at a corporate job and I'm, if I'm able to, you know, being in that martial arts gym, you know, and then just bettering myself in that threshold of, you know, how to take pressure and adversity and, now how to overcome myself if you know how to translate that into a normal life thing man you just you will become a better person and there's no way you you just won't because it, it benefits on all aspects of life that's what i believe man it helped me in all, all all aspects of life so i feel like everybody 
should at least at some point have some type of contact with martial arts. And that could be any type of martial arts. There's multiple martial arts that you could pick from, but I feel like it's very important for everybody to, to just to know that there's their size of their tips because we all have it. It's all it with ourselves. So we just got to find it, you know? And for people that don't know too, when you say different types of martial arts, it doesn't have to be striking or even contact. It could be Tai Chi no. or yoga or something. Exactly. That's you versus you and you're trying to be better every day, every day. And that's what martial arts promotes. 100%. What, you know, I, a lot of people, even in restaurants nowadays too, you don't see a lot of fighting uh, being played. You know, they think it promotes violence in the, in, in their place. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, and a lot and, of people think it's just, yeah, no, yeah, they'll, they'll come in and, you know, just break habit. And what they'll have is a big group of martial arts fans that are respectful in their establishments. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people see it, you know, especially it's like, like a lot of older people, you know, they just see it like it, it's just blood being shed and it's violence. But even, even in that, there's a lesson to be learned, man. It's just like, if you're just like, step outside of that shell that you have that that egocentric shell that you got that, that people have and then just trying to learn that they the guys are in there literally bleeding to provide for their family to bring some opportunity back into some guys are fighting for multiple reasons some people fight for people that's not even related to their family for a bigger cause to help somebody like i know i know people that literally fought for like char charitable reasons you know and it's just like Sometimes, we just, you know, there's the way, there's their way, the athlete's way of trying to make the world a better place, you know, it's just like, some guys are just, you know, just, some guys are being able to fund things, you know, like, oh, like, ch create a charity, some guys is just, you know, it's just literally being a warrior and fighting for a, for, for a cause, you know, so that, that needs to be respected as well, that's, that's how I see it, you know. There's, and there's a lot of people in combat sports too that are involved with charities, involved with helping other people as well. Because everyone, everyone that comes into the combat sports world is looking for some kind of guidance, some kind of help, you know, some kind of next step to get to that next place, whether it be them being a better person, uh, you know, in their weight and how they live their life in their health or up here or in their soul or whatever it may be. Uh, and that's, that's definitely that's that part. I become the man that I try to in the sport and outside of the sport is like, that's probably going to be my main thing, man. Just, just helping people out. Cause I, I feel like, you know, the world we live in, you know, you see it in the street every time, you know, there's so much people that could use the help, you know? So it's just like, just being able to help a lot of people like that is just like one of my dreams, you know, it's just like. I worked at a, uh, a fancy uh, Island yacht club when I was cooking a, a couple of years ago. And there's this town that was a rich boating town. And myself, I'm getting personal. So I'm, I was raised on a couple different um, First Nations reserves in Northern Canada. And so my family oh, okay. come from obviously the biggest part of, you know, the, the money side of things. But we, we made our way and came back into Winnipeg and got into a decent spot and moved our way up. And um, so coming, coming into that city and working at this, this fancy establishment, um, I would go, I would take the boat in and we'd go do grocery shopping and the streets, you know, the, the city was about 5,000 people and the streets see, I don't know, two dozen, three dozen homeless people regularly. And, uh, but you would see all these people in their fancy hats. It's, you know, you know how the old story is and just looking past, looking past. Yeah. I found it, I found it funny. I also found it to be an honor that I could help them. You know, I would, whenever I would go in, I would grab an extra bag of chips or, or a pizza or something. 
not to put myself in, I'm Mr. Charity, but I found it funny that, you know, I, I noticed that more and every single person I heard being asked for even a coin uh, said, you know, uh, an expletive to the, to the homeless guy, you know, whether, whether it was fuck off or, or get a job or whatever it was, even these older fellas, you know, 50, 60 year old men in a, in a suit, you know, looking down at this guy and telling him to get a job and out in the open in the middle of the day. So, you know, for, for those folks, yeah, man. I would love for, for them to, you know, go back and go into a martial arts gym, live their life again and see how they would turn out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that, that, that could change, that could change your life for the better, man. So, you know, just like, like, like we were saying earlier that it, it doesn't really have to be when you, because a lot of people will hear the word martial arts and think, like, oh, I got to go in the gym and fight somebody. But, you know, you just got to go in the gym and find yourself, like, know who you truly are, you know? And just, like, some people might, you know, it's like sometimes it might not even take martial arts and people to go to therapy or, like, whatever. It's just, like, you know, but I feel like that it, martial arts will be an easy way to start it, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, have you done any traveling besides for your sports? Like, do, do you do uh, some traveling for yourself? just to go and relax me like like vacation yeah yeah like do you ever get a chance to do that yeah 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 that's good yeah yeah every once every once in a while like i get to like my you know of course my favorite place to go to is back home in brazil you know so just to get i have a lot of family members in there too um still got a lot of dear friends and and teammates too from, from 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 soccer and from martial arts back in brazil too you know my my old coaches so you know, I still in touch bases with those people, but it, it's not the same as just going out, get to hug them, you know, and, and have good conversations, enjoy, enjoy some good quality time with them. But yeah, I've been traveling every year in a while. Like I get to travel with my family, you know, we'll go some vacations to some cool places. But yeah, man. Yeah. Every time, every, every chance that I get, I'm always trying to go somewhere, man. My dream place to go is Japan, though. I really want to go to Japan, man. You're an anime guy. Tokyo, hey. uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm an anime guy. Heavy on it, heavy on it. So it's just like, you know, not 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 just much for the anime side that I wanted to go, but just more for the culture. You know, I heard that they, they, the way that they live over there, it's 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 very cool. You know, they, they're, they're very respectful to each other and their, their traditions and stuff. I always liked it. I was always mesmerized by it. So I wanted to see it myself, you know. Well, and the entire culture is backed by martial arts, too. So that's, that's definitely one of the reasons. Yeah. Why. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard like the way they eat, like the way they sit down, like you know they sit on the floor and they, things like that. I I, always, I I was always fascinated by it, you know. So I, I wanted it. that's one of my my main places to go for sure. Whenever uh, I get a chance, and, and like just just the art style too. Like I I recently was introduced to um, uh, the Studio Ghibli films. I never watched them honestly up until this year, and just just the art style, yeah. too, relaxing and and there is actually incredibly heavy undertone to what is just an incredible beautiful movie um with the little girl and her parents turn into pigs when they're eating in the buffet i forget the title um but it was just showing showing the you know instant um um what's it called Uh, greed i guess well when you're hungry when you're eating a lot um, yeah one of those seven seven deadly sins but just how it affects you know, humanity in a sense. And, you know, I was, I was, I smoked a joint and watched it expecting this a nice relaxing film and started thinking about my every single life decision. (laughs) 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 Um, 
What's your favorite uh, anime? Are you Dragon Ball Z guy? If you were to go to and just go throw something on, or uh, Naruto, bro, it's gotta be Naruto. Naruto, uh, there's a few, man. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not a guy that just watch the mainstream stuff. I, 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 man, if I were to put a number of all of the animes I watch, it's probably over a hundred, bro. It's, uh, I watch all of those. I watch those, even those little ones that only has one season, and then the company just discontinues. Like, I always watch those, you know, so um, I got back into One Piece. I restarted it uh, actually yesterday. Oh, no. I restarted it because I, I was I was like 300 episodes deep. But I because I have this friend, um, one of my homeboys, Max, um, we went to school together and he's the one that put me on. And he was telling me this theory that uh, that happens in the show that I was like, wait, did I miss? Well, what, what happened that I missed that? And it's just like. I went back, I was like, I'm going to restart the whole One Piece series again. So I just, you know, one day at a time. I know it's going to take me now forever to get to that 300 that I was, but they're like 700, 800 episodes deep. So, and it took me like about like almost a year and a half to get to that 300. But I was like, I'm going to just do it again, you know? My guilty pleasure is Yu-Gi-Oh, bro. I think I restart it like every, every year I restart Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Dude, Yu-Gi-Oh is sick. The other day, because my dad, uh, uh, you got if you look it up, and like my dad has a crazy addiction, bro. He he's addicted to collect like collectibles, like GI Joe figures, like Ultraman, like um. Bro, my Cat, dad like, is GI <laughs> <Dude>. jokes. <laughs> no, bro, my dad. You talk to bro. That's you know when you know when I gave him the flowers. I had two two options in my head. I'm gonna either give him give him a GI Joe figure, or I'm gonna give him some flowers. But I was like, I just <laughs> the whole world can see the flowers. They wouldn't know the GI Joe, man. Oh my goodness. I know they wouldn't know. That would have been an inside joke. But I was like, I still gave him the GI Joe after though, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, he's heavy on it, bro. He has this room in my house. Like you, you could look it up. He probably like did a video or two. You. Usually, because my dad was doing, like, some, when the pandemic happened, he was doing a lot of live streaming and video games. So, there's a room, bro, my dad got, like, 8,000 action figures in there across the room. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, man, it's just, like, uh, it's just a part of our culture, you know? It's just, like, I've always been on it, you know? Just being with my dad, we're, like, a lot of the Gundam figures, like, those robot figures. So, you know, i always, I always been on today, you know? So, Bionicles and stuff, cool. man. My dad, uh, he yeah, was man. from school, bro, and there was a store. It's closed now. Shout out BJ Super Toy Sales, bro. This is back in like 2004, nine years old. We get off, and, and I was living with my mom, so we'd drive across the city, and then he would drive to the opposite end of the city to go to the stores, 40 minutes each way. So he would do uh, 160 minutes of driving to take us to BJ Super Toy, and he would do this three times a week. Cause they would drop new, new GI Joes that they had. They had some like distributor that they would get old ones from and he was on it, bro. So yeah, I remember by the end of it, it was just a suitcase full. And then it's funny that you say that your dad did YouTube because bro, when my dad had his, uh, his next son, when he, he turned about four or five years old, he started a YouTube page, did the same thing and, and ran through all his highly collectible, all the most expensive ones, the OG ones, the like ultra rare. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! If you ever want to give my dad a, if you ever meet him, like you want to, you know, make sure he, he he's gonna like you. Just give him an action figure, bro. Especially a Joe. We went to this. It was super far from my house, so 
it was like an hour and a half drive. We went to this toy. Um, it's a convention thing that they have. It's like a warehouse and it's like a bunch of people selling different type of collectibles. And dude, I I usually see my dad happy, but when he's in that environment, bro, it's like a kid. It was literally like a child. Like like the way he talks, even his demeanor, bro, it changes. Like his demeanor changes, bro. The way he talks, like he's super happy. Yeah, he's like dancing around, jumping around. So it's like it's super cool, man, to see like that he embraced that side of himself, you know, because you know, my dad growing up in the conditions he had, he never had the opportunity to have, you know, the stuff that he likes, you know, so you're just like, you know, now that he's at a better position, you know, he, he makes sure that he enjoys his time and, and, and the hard work that he put in, you know, so I respect that for sure. He got his flowers. That means so much more than people even realize if they don't know the story, man. They, they wouldn't understand yeah, why man. he gets excited if he sees that because he didn't have yeah. it. Bro. Yeah. True. Fuck, that gives me chills, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, it's like he spends like I know that he spent some time in there. Like I know that usually he's just there like fixing the position, like the poses and stuff, <laughs> like putting different attachments and gadgets on the tool. But I know that I know what's going through his head, man. He's just there like thinking about like all of all of the what you know that all of the op like the opportunity that he didn't have and then just like every life decision that took him to that place and then everything that he was able to conquer just because he, he he made the right decisions in life so i know that when he was just not in the room it's just not a kid playing with toys it's just him like enjoying that moment you know embracing what 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 he really achieved for himself and the family you know it's so much heavier so that's than why looking I like, at a toy man it's it, that's it's the not, legacy it's not just a toy yeah it's 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 definitely not i'm just seeing the toy addiction just, that's just my funny way of saying it but yeah yeah it's, it's more than that for sure man it's for sure more than that that's cold bro and yeah, uh, super dope bro <laughs> on a side note gi joe did excellent man i was so into like all the little designs and even how they did the, the guns the small little guns how they have them yeah the, they're tiny man they're tiny and it's cool because he puts it and he organizes like the guns the swords the grenades the rocket launchers, everything in little boxes. So everything is super organized. My dad is a very organized man, bro. He's, he's very disciplined. So he, and that translates into all aspects of life. Like the tools in my house, like he, his, his workout gear, everything, like, like we have paintball guns. Like mm -hmm. he got a lot of paintball gun collection. Everything is organized neatly. Like, you know, like from the rifles to the pistols, like our, the training gear, the gloves by the ounces, like the eight ounces to the, 10, to the 16 ounces, the pads, the, the the body shot holders the the the, the mitts everything is organized neatly man because you know my dad my dad was raised by my great my my great my great grandfather so my great my great grandfather was uh, a colonel in the military so he was very strict and then all of my dad's brothers they're in the, into the military as well so he grew up in that environment so that's why my dad likes shooting a lot you know he likes a lot of that military stuff. Like he, he, he always in the shooting range, like perfecting his craft because that's the environment he grew up in. And that's heavy. I'll make sure that uh, when me and my pops come to LA that I got two GI Joes, one for you and one for your old man. And we'll be, uh, we'll be waiting at the shooting range, bro. So yeah, the culture, GI Joe. Joes, that's it. Yeah. We were getting deep here. So we're, this is the shit that matters for people. They got to understand yeah, <laughs> but but that actually did that that did lead to to um you know something that's a little bit larger than just toys so we'll pick up back from yeah that. um 
growing up, so man, like just one of the, it's it's so cool to see the the balance of of childhoods here, um, especially from like people that that are watching and and are going to be watching this as well to be thinking of of all the pressure that that was put on you, and like we spoke about in the beginning here too of of I, I made a post about Ali Walsh a little while ago, and I wrote there is an unspoken amount of unbearable pressure on people like yourself it's it's not spoken but it's there it's there very heavily they have these expectations of you that you're going to fill those shoes and the majority um you know they they'd like to think that that that's not going to happen that these are one one of a kinds you know and that the son can't do it or the the grandson can't do it and i'm i'm excited to see um you know that question be answered you know, nothing mm -hmm. is sure, so I won't say anything, and I never want to taint anything by, by uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty superstitious in that sense, too, so I never want to say a fighter is, you know, how their legacy is going to go. I'm just really excited to see how that question will be answered, because you did answer that call by stepping in these things. Yeah, man. Um, Can you hear me? You good? Yeah. Yeah, so um, especially like from uh, I I think I kind of, kind of relate, you know, like you know, like Ali is just like the impact that Muhammad had in in the world is just like it's it, it's hard, man, because you know once once you because it, it was beyond boxing, man, it's beyond boxing. You can ask people that it's not even boxing related, and then they understand the impact that the man had in the sport. So. He touched people's heart in a different with the sport, but in a different way, you know. It's just like so to overcome. I don't feel like it's that's something that could just overcome it. But if you honestly just uh, like you know, just be true to yourself, and then just trying to honor honor that in your own way, I feel like that's already a that's something that I feel like Muhammad will be proud himself. You know, just like you're not trying to fill in. Because I, I feel like, you know, I don't know that that's a question for you to ask my father or to ask, you know, you could have asked Muhammad. But I think the, the great, the, 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 the grandfather or the father never see their son taking the same exact steps. They want to see their sons overcoming and being a better version of them, themselves, you know. It's just like they don't want to see you filling in the, the, the same shoes. So that's one of the reasons why um, – I wanted to do boxing specifically too, cause still a sport, still a combat sport, but I'm chasing it in my own, with my own terms, with what my dad taught me, you know, it's just not, cause it could have been, I think easier to me, just like, oh, just go fight MMA and you know, but it's That's one of those things. It's just like, I feel like, exactly. I feel like the impact that my dad had in the sport is something that I wouldn't even like to touch it or being compared next to, you know, it's just like, that's for him himself you know let me let me take my let me take my skills let me take what my dad taught me and trying to go into a different sport and trying to reach that same impact in a different manner you know so that's how I see it you know so I'm pretty sure Nico is probably the same way he thinks the same way he doesn't really trying to fulfill his dad's shoes uh his granddad's shoes but trying to have his own mark in the world as well you know He's taking his time too, and he's doing it right. And I think you, you, uh, you know, how you're doing yeah. it as well is a very, um, it's an honorable choice. 
It really yeah. is. Cause yeah, it could have been a lot easier to go the MMA route and learn every single tactic that your father has. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wanted to do kickboxing. I wanted to do Muay Thai. I mean, I do train jujitsu. I'm a, I'm a, my second degree uh, blue belt in, in, in jujitsu. So I do know my, my, the ground stuff. I, I train a little bit of everything, man. So, you know, it's just like, uh, yeah, it's just like my dad has this saying, it's just like, it doesn't really, it's like translation to Portuguese, to, from Portuguese, but it says, um, anywhere, any moment. So that's literally the, 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 the literal translation of that, of that quote. So it's just like, you have to be ready for, whatever you never know what the next day might may bring so i just train a little bit of everything it's just it's just like just because i never know you know it's just like i wanted to build this foundation in, in boxing where if there is an opportunity to fight mma in the future and make it a bigger thing than just me fighting mma it's just like i can get the best guy at the time in mma and challenge that guy i feel like it will be something more honorable to do than just you know trying to alternate in between sports back and forth because you want to you want to focus on one thing at a time if you focus on too many things it, it just doesn't happen like that you know you know so that's how I see it that's exciting especially that yeah that door is open even if you are boxing that you could yeah on the line that opponent came, be open. that you're ready for that your father, uh, by yeah. the way, with him being ready all the time, you know, going in boxing against Tito Ortiz, bro. You Tito know, Ortiz, I mean, the fight, even the fight against Julio, man, uh, when we went to Mexico, uh, it's just like. Even against Jake, you know, just, even against Jake, straight up, like just yeah, being man. ready, man, being ready. So um, being I ready, really man, like man. His, his Wing Chun, his Wing Chun is. Especially with that knockout on Tito, that was all Wing Chun. That's what that was. That was amazing. Yeah, that was insane. To be honest, I wasn't on that. I, I wasn't in that one because I was training in camp for uh, my fight, but I couldn't go. My, my brother went, and yeah, man, my dad is just like it's different aspects of martial arts. He always trains everything, and we've been doing a lot of that Wing Chun stuff lately. Uh, it, it it's it's a thing that it's like a higher high risk to. To, I won't say low reward because it's it's very unorthodox. And my dad, my dad, you know, my dad's a, he's a naturally right-handed, but to fight, he fights a softball. But my dad is not a softball in, in in real life. That's just a fight. He literally trained himself to be a softball fighter. So his jab hand, if it switches to orthodox, is like a right hand. They're both equally heavy because I spar my dad, so I could I could give you that reassurance of that. Um, so he literally. When he, my dad, it was around 2004, 2000, I think it was around 2003, 2004, when my dad moved to Bahia and started training with Louis Doria. He was actually an orthodox Muay Thai fighter, but he started training boxing. So my dad was like, my, my dad's coach was like, we're going to switch you into softball. And I could only imagine how chaotic that was because when I try to hit softball in the gym and it, it's just terrible, the angles are off. So, you know, it's just like, to be able to see my dad and, you know, knowing that he, he, he conquered that, you know, he has that skill. He's a, now he's a softball fighter, but whenever I'm training, like whenever we're doing martial arts training, right. When we do the Wing Chun or we do the kick, kickboxing or Muay Thai, he could fight just as equally as an orthodox that he could fight as, as a softball. So that it's, it's super crazy, man. So that's, that's, that's my dad's whole MO is thinking outside of the box. 
just doing stuff that people is not really paying attention to, you know. So even yesterday, yesterday was because uh, he he went to London. I don't. He has some some work stuff to do there, but I still went to my house to go train with him in the morning. And dude, if if I bring a a boxing guy to watch that 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 session, like they were just kind of like look at it and just like like what are they doing? But I I, I trust my I trust my dad's vision because it's it's the stuff that people doesn't doesn't really think about, bro. So that's why I like that's why I like having my dad in my, in a team and then just sharing that type of knowledge because he's the one that's gonna think outside of the box, you know. I always need the guy that knows all the fundamentals, you know, you know all the traditional stuff. A guy like my dad is good to have because he's gonna th- make me think outside of the box, especially when I fought that guy. The guy was a softball. My dad's a natural softball, so he was telling me to step away from the left hand, so I was circling wrong and I wasn't even noticing because I know you gotta step to the other side. Your left foot gotta be outside of his left foot. So things like that, it's good to have my dad in there because he's going to make sure that you you pick up on those things quick. Well, people don't realize, too, how much of a difference it is to switch stances and, and the power that comes with it. And then the openings, too. You're open for a body kick. Some uh, You know, it opens up that massive left body kick if you do switch stances yeah. in, the, in the orthodox um, or the opposite as well, especially in kickboxing, MMA, Muay Thai. Um, and then the Muay Thai fighters specifically – um, and I'm proud, I'm proud that I'm proud for him and you that your father is so um, into yeah. Thai as well, because it's such, it's one of the most yeah. you know, feared, revered combat sports too, man. You see those guys and it's, they don't fuck around. Like we said, over 200, 300 fights, some of these guys, it's uh, in that, that stance switching mm-hmm. is, is a regular thing. You know, you bring it up in, in MMA yeah. or boxing. And the, uh, the, uh, even the announcers will lose their minds when they see an athlete stand, uh, switch stances and be proper to uh, perform because it's not just, it's not just that it's, uh, it's a whole another technical way. It's using the whole other side of your brain yeah. movement and, and what may work on one side may not work on the other because, you know, it's More on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's actually true. Very well said, man. It's like a, a guy that I always liked back when I used to, like, do Muay Thai kickboxing, well, I still like, because I still watch the guy, you know, it's, it's Sentai, bro, you know, a guy like him, you know, was like, he's like, what, 42, 43, has like 300 fights, bro, and, you know, it's just like, how he dominates both stances, how he's just as lethal on his right as he is on his left, he dominates, you don't understand, even me from playing soccer, man, how hard it is to kick with both legs, my brother's a little better, my brother, uh, he kicks with, he's a lefty, but, he, he's pretty decent with his right too so it, it, that takes it it's just the angles like the way you see things on your right side or your eye you don't see it in the left bro it's like if you pick up let's just say something you need to aim like you go to a shooting range and you have a gun right trying to hold the gun with your non-dominant hand it's <laughs> exactly dude it's off it's off it's just, it's... everything is off so you know it's, just, it's it's super weird to aim so once you control that man it's just like you know it's like you're the complete fighter. The complete fighter is the guy that's able to fight in both senses, in my opinion. It dominates both both sides of his body, you know, the left and the right. Both senses, off balance, um, getting back up, being able to clear yeah. the head right away. It's funny. I spoke with Regi and Ursula, exactly. the one, cha- uh, one championship Muay Thai and kickboxing champion. And yeah. I think of him, he got knocked down in a fight. He got a knee to the face in the second round. And he stood right back up and mm-hmm. he was good. And he was right back into the fight. And it's funny how we spoke about how fighting translates because now if I, if I have a phone call where I'm getting heated, if I bump my toe, 
if I, anything where that kind of like instant rage comes from, I think of being yeah. a knee to the face and then having to get up and pretend I'm good, you know? Um, so I'm like, yo, shut up. Bitch. I didn't take a knee to the face. You know, I'm good. Just, just fuck it, whatever. And then look at, do, do my stupid universe thing. And, and in that sense, it's like, you have those two combined, you know, okay. Fucking, you know, what, what kill me? Fuck it. Whatever. I'm done. You know, it's, it's, I'm here, you know? So it's, yeah. uh, and, and going back to the stance thing and, and with, with kicks, I've, I've honestly, I've practiced my, uh, that wasn't like my full thing. Uh, you, you'll get to see that in real life. <laughs> of course, I have to say that, right? Of course you had to. Anyway, yeah. uh, I, I have practiced my, my question mark kick, um, my push kicks and, um, you know, my, my uh, wheel kick with my right side um, at least, at least probably two or 3,000 times, like, like dedicated for the past three years, at least a couple times a day. And then if I'm at the gym, I'm throwing a hundred kicks. Yeah. I spoke with Petch and you know Petch and he we estimated through his you know daily amounts and I'm sure you can attest to this with how many strikes you throw he threw over 10 million left kicks just in training 10 million and that was on the lower side of estimating over his you know 15 years of, of training and fighting and yeah man if you I'm... I threw my first I never threw a left roundhouse and so I was like you guys, I've never thrown a left roundhouse and he's thrown it 10 million times. So let's see that <laughs> it's just impeccable. But then one, it's cool to have that brain, man, because he said, oh, just use some momentum with your arms as you're going, switch the foot and just these small things. And I threw, I threw one that had some smack to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think like those switch kicks is like one thing because it's easy to step on your right, like for me as an orthodox, when you do the switch kick to put all your weight in your left, in your right leg to kick with the left, it's easy. But when, like, if you're not, like, let's just say you're softball to do that switch, if you don't really dominate that side, you're just going to be off balance every time. So it's it's really tough, man. It's And it's just like everything we rely on the legs, right? So if we don't have good balance, we can't really stand, right? So it's just like, and then foot placement, like once you throw that kick, and yeah you can be opened up just getting that mad shot right like it's such a big movement with the kick if you miss you're fucked very mixed up 
the hands keep up there, but they're not touching kicks. Every time I threw a head, I was like, I'm sure it was like 80% successful. I didn't throw many of them because I was a boxer. And then my kids, every time I did that, I always make the box kickboxing. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, that momentum being fucked up, and yeah, no, it's just going back to Senchai too. Um, you know, it's it's small things too that people don't realize. Uh, are you? There's a, a crew pot. Have you ever heard of crew pot? Does that name ring a bell at all? Yeah. So there's a, a video of him, and he's he's messing around. He's clinching with uh, Senchai, and he had he's like. One of the, the secrets to beating Sanchai is just not stopping, continuing forward pressure, push knees, push like forward push knees, not just a up knee, but actual push knees like teeth knees. Yeah. And um, yeah, just that pressure. And then again, being able to switch momentum, faint the kicks um, to be able to, you know, yeah, throw off because if you, it's, it is such a big buildup, it's such a big buildup having to do. So yeah, the switch kicks. Are, uh, are are massive and, and those take time forever man absolutely yeah. we're back to money okay perfect yeah so like i was saying um it's good that uh it's like when you see these guys uh these mma fighters go to um thailand right because now mm -hmm. they have these big structures for for you to do full mma camps in there like they've taken some jujitsu coaches wrestling coaches uh so gyms like tiger muay thai uh in those places like that. So whenever you see these uh, MMA guys and they sparring with these Thai guys, cause you, you gotta notice this too. Like if you look at the Thais sparring, they don't really spar hard. It's a lot of technical sparring. Mm. It's not like what you see here in America, like guys just killing each other. Everything they do, is, that's why they're able to last so long. And that's, that's how they're able to compete so often because they take care of their bodies. You know, they train hard when you see they throwing those kicks. They spamming crazy, like they throwing kicks back to back to back. But when they spar each other, everything is just like just working with timing, just touch, touch, touch. So that's why I feel like it's very important. And that's what I think it helps them improving with the time. So when you see these guys coming from America in there and then just like throwing the kick, that's why like they're so agile in moving away from those kicks, like whether it's with the head, whether it's just blocking and checking and even sweeping, things like that. Mm -hmm. That's just because the way they train, man, they have such a a traditional train regimen that works for them that they're just so used to that pace bro so when they bring a different pace it's just like it's quick to adjust to it you know the muay thai pace is automatic it's brutal the, the yeah the, you know they train hard and i'm really excited to see the the mix of of american martial arts with that like could you imagine could you imagine the the habib wrestling with the brazilian jiu-jitsu and striking and then muay thai all that, like you get all those coaches and then forming some super student with the body and mind of someone that isn't going to quit. Um, you know, that, that yeah, that's, that's probably still another 10, 15, 20 years out to, to have all of those nations kind of combined properly because we're kind of just seeming to just like men together with Muay Thai. You're seeing more, even at UFC fighters, they're, they're surprised at how MMA or uh, how Muay Thai, how strong Muay Thai fighters are. I know Matt Brown. Yeah, like guys, guys like my my good friend, like Khalil Roundtree, like that's like we're like, that's one of my good friends, and he after he made that transition, man, to going to I think he he just went to back to Thailand again, 
and, and it's a, I, I, me personally, as a fighter, you know, I think that's the best decision he ever made in his career because you see the way he fights now. You can see that eager. He even switches into that tight stance and he uh, kills him, man. When he starts spamming uh, on the leg, those oblique, the, the oblique kicks that, the kicks that he's been throwing on lately that you start adjusting your game over there, man, and you just get better. Because you got to think for a, a, a light heavyweight or a heavyweight guy to be able to do, because you, you go on, you go on to Thailand, there's not heavy guys there. They're not heavy guys. So if they could train a heavy guy to do what the little guys do, man, it's just like, what are you doing? You know, it's like, like even going back to Surugan, it's just like, how, when do you ever see that heavyweight bouncing like that? Just like, you yeah. don't see that, man. You just, how do you even fight against that? You know, cause you don't see it. When you see heavyweights, you're thinking about like the OG Kane Velasquez type of like, you know, like type of brawlers. It's like when you, when there's like it's like Tyson Fury when there's a, a 200 250 pound guy bouncing in front of you what do you do man you know it's like it's crazy so that's why I feel like it's it's important for those guys to start understanding the game like that you know and yeah and just you know don't uh, take the language barrier so seriously have a little bit more patience and actually take the time go learn from Rod Tang go yeah. learn from from Sunshine go learn from these guys you know Rod Tang Iron Man you know people that don't know him. That's one of the most well-known one championship fighters fought Demetrius Johnson in that mixed yeah. match. And that showed how good Demetrius oh, yeah, was, that was so too, hey? How he won that against Rod Tang too at his the, age. Yeah, yeah, to choke him out though. Demetrius that Muay Thai striking, even Demetrius had trouble with. Even him said it, yeah. Like even he said it, like, you know, because it's tough, man. They're they're those guys are like, bro, they're they're you know, they're they're over there kicking bricks and bamboo sticks and stuff like that, man. It's just like, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? How do you compete against that? It's kicking nice. trees yeah, down. Kicking and walls. And I know, chopping trees with their shin bones, bro. It's like, it's crazy. It's insane, brother. Well, I got uh, Cody yeah. lined up here to be on it a little bit. So I, I do, unfortunately, have to actually let you go, my man. Yeah, man. It was a, it was a pleasure, man. I gotta get on going, so I gotta get started and get ready to train. Gabriel, this this was this was awesome, bro. And I really uh look forward to to meeting you and uh and doing this again, man. Cause yeah, I, man. It, I wanna be one of those guys where uh the fighter, you know, once they have a story or they have something or or, or a win or even a or a loss, whatever it is that they're like, yo, I gotta talk to my guy. I gotta make sure that the, he updates the people or whatever it is, because again. To respect the athlete, to respect the sport, you have to know what you're talking about. It's a, it, it would be disrespectful of me to even message you without even, you know, having to do any uh, research. For someone to just be like, uh, yeah. oh, I'm talking to Anderson Silva's son. So how was your last fight? You had a great big win. Like, that's that's not the right way to do it. It needs to be done properly. You yeah, man. Time. So I, 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 from the bottom of my soul, on I really appreciate your your. The, not not just this time here, the unseen countless hours you spend in the gym to get where you are today, because that, that is what it's taken to get you where you are today. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. You know, it's it's it, I'm glad that you see things this way, because some it, it, it's you know it's like I'm glad that you're like you're more you know you you're familiar with the martial arts scene with the with with, with fighting, so you understand the aspect of of the games, which some people don't sometimes you know, and they, and it's kind of unfortunate you know, but I appreciate you you know taking your time having me on 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 here you know getting to you know just to share a little bit of light of my story and and you know you know the, the, these funny stories with me and my father and, and my brothers as well, so it, it's cool man, it's cool. I appreciate you, brother.
We'll, we'll dub this episode one of many more to come, bro, because there's a lot of stories. I'm for sure, sure man. Said, for sure. You said, I want to hear the one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go like, what the fuck? So uh, you already had me going yeah. nuts, but I'm, I'm hype, man. And, and again, yeah. the pleasure is all mine, bro. Your your time is your time is literally spent sharpening your sword. So this this was to take your time away I from I appreciate that. it, man. All love, bro. Gabriel Silva, thank you very much. Oh, good, man. Touch. Thank you, brother. Yo, I'll hit you up for May, uh, you know, keep in touch for that if I could get you out just for, you know, two days. Uh, you know, it's at a sweet spot. For so sure, let me know, man. man. Let me know. I'm sure, and if not, I'll see you in LA. For sure, appreciate it. Shout out to all the people in Canada. Thank you guys for having me, you know. It's just like, I'll see you guys next time. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely, bro. Really appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon. Have a great day, man. All right, brother. Artista marcial. Tá ali ao lado do Pedro Rizzo e ao lado de toda a sua equipe.